this. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. Let's focus on the defensive side of the ball. As I mentioned earlier, DJ Reader leaves the game, and I'll be completely honest with you, I was absolutely terrified of what that was going to look like. I'm so bummed for DJ Reader because of the injury, just him as a human and what he's been able to do for the Cincinnati Bengals team since they signed him in free agency. Um, So I'm wishing him a really speedy recovery. But on the defensive side of the ball, what were some of your takeaways? Oh, man. So much defensive line stuff, right? So we have DJ Reader. I mean, was that the first drive that he got hurt on? It was early. It was, it was real. Early. It was first quarter for sure. And then the Vikings were able to run the ball quite a bit um, early on. But like we talked about with T. Higgins and resilience and fighting through adversity, when it came down to it, the Bengals defense tightened up. But third and one stop, fourth and one quarterback sneak without DJ Reader, like mm-hmm. your guy, the plug up the center, stopped him and got the ball back in overtime. So I was worried uh, because I was like, oh, man, the run defense is already not very good. <laughs> now Reader's leaving. He's their best run defender. And it showed up at first. But they were able to overcome it. What I saw them do a little bit was some movement stuff. They would uh, what spike the end a few times, which means that the defensive end is outside the tackle. And on the snap, he's basically going to shoot inside the tackle and just mess up whatever they're trying to do. That happened a few times it worked. Uh, they brought some run blitzes. Think Mike Hilton on that tackle for a loss. They, you kind of got to get a little funky to defend the run when your nose tackles out. You know, you got to move some stuff. You can't just try to play straight up because now you're at a disadvantage. And they didn't, and they were smart, and they worked around it. Um, I hope DJ Reader's – that sucks so much to happen at the end of your contract year. Mm-hmm. Just, like, what's he going to get in the open market now? And I don't want to think about, like, oh, make it easier for the Bengals to bring him back. Like, he should get paid. Like, I, I don't, he, should, he already got paid once, I guess, but like, he's been so good for the Bengals that I feel like he needs to go. And I hope it's with the Bengals, mm-hmm. but get paid fairly, not at a discount or whatever. But that might be what happens now because of the injury. It's, I think, the other quad, if you remember in 2020, he yeah. tore the quad, missed the whole season. So it's not the same quad, at least. So it's not like a repeat injury, but yeah, it's, Pouring one out. That's my guy. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was very sad for me. It's like, oh. and what happened was he always uh, does with corkscrews a lot of times when he takes on double teams. So mm-hmm. you kind of like grab onto the one guy. And when the other one hits you, you go down to your knee, one knee and kind of add an extra anchor point so that, you know, you're harder to move if you have a knee on the ground taking that rather than you're getting low rather than standing straight up and trying to take that. 700 pounds of mass hitting you and i knew it right away he went to corkscrew and it just looked like something went off and he went down and it was just oh no that's that's knee quad something on the middle upper leg so i saw some people say ankle i was like he didn't get rolled up on that was basic it was contact but it wasn't contact to what hurt him you know like he went to go do something and it just didn't work ripped whatever really tough uh but they stepped up and gotta give him credit i would put in a waiver claim on tire tart now he's a nose tackle that just got cut by the titans and he's pretty good so i think he's lost a little bit of playing time and they cut him because he was you know being a little malcontent about it because you can't trade at this point he's good 
and uh, that would really help them out because they have one nose tackle now, and it's Josh Tupau. Other than that, they got – I mean, Tufele will sometimes play nose, but no. That is not a guy I want playing nose tackle. He's a one-gap penetrator to me. He's just 315 pounds. But if he's trying to play nose tackle like DJ Reader does, that's rough. That's not going to work. And I know some fans are, like, obsessed with him. So I'm sorry to say that. But that's that's not going to be – not going to be good if they try to ask him to do the reader thing. It's not really going to be good if they ask Tupo to do it either. Tupo, two years ago, yeah, there mm-hmm. would be a drop off for sure, but he could do it a little bit at like an okay passable level. Now I'm not sure, but it'll drop even more if Tufele is that guy or Carter is that guy they throw in there. So they got to do something, I feel like, if they're going to try because the defense is it's had its issues and they need they need at least something at that spot because they don't have a guy in my opinion that can really replace reader mm-hmm. at even a passable level right now. Yeah. That was going to be a concern going into the off season anyways, because we didn't know if, if DJ reader was going to get the extension again. So, you know, definitely something to monitor what they're able to do. I wouldn't be surprised if that move happens today or early Monday when it comes to the addition that they'll probably add. And then we'll obviously put DJ reader on the IR. I want to stay with the defensive line right now. Look, miles Murphy. My guy, my I other guy, you know, as sad as it was for Reader. Oh, that was like my Super Bowl. <laughs> Murphy should have had two sacks on Christian Derisaw. He got the one, and mm-hmm. I'll be 100% honest, though. He, it's really good strength through contact. It's really good bend. It's good. There's a lot good. One thing is that I don't know what Derisaw was doing. He really didn't have to do much on the like moves on the play. He didn't like – and maybe this will look different on the end zone. Maybe I'll see how he set him up for this. But when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, he kind of just like ran around him, <laughs> which is fine. But I was like, uh, that's fine. He bull rushed Darisaw early in the game and drove him back into Nick Mullins. But he just, he he's like disengaged. And I don't know what happened, but he couldn't get, I think Darisaw kind of gave a little, a little hold. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, didn't get called. So you got to fight through it. Still get there. Um, I'm not one to complain about holding calls. But yeah, just, they happen all the time finish it just couldn't finish it he almost had two sacks on a guy i think is probably a top 10 left tackle in the league and last year i mean he was really good i haven't watched a ton of them this year i've heard it's a slight step down last year he was pro bowl level player he's probably still around there so for all the people that like point to oh yeah he beat blake freeland he beat whoever um which he beat uh um bernard raymond a bit, but everybody was being Bernard Raymond in that game. I don't know how Bernard Raymond has like an 80 PFF score. <laughs> uh, that's one of those. Uh, but yeah, like you point to some of the guys he's had sacked against and it's like maybe those guys aren't the best players. This was one of the NFL's premier tackles that he beat for a sack and almost got two sacks on. Like that was incredible. He made a few other run plays. He's been doing that this year where he's making good stops against the run a read player on a play, which this was something he had an issue with in college was reading who has the ball. So they made him the read player on a zone read and works down the line. You can think of Sam Hubbard doing this all the time, works down the line and he's staying back a little bit because what he's supposed to do here is force the give read. When you're that player, you want to make the offense do one or the other. You don't want to be caught in the middle, which sounds like what you should be doing is like, Oh, I'm just going to read and, do this perfectly you want to force him to do one or the other so he forced the give and then he murphy crashes down uses athleticism to go make the tackle stop of one yard he's he's really come on and it almost makes me upset this 
I love Sam Hubbard. I love Trey Hendrickson. But man, I, I really wish that you could see full starter snaps for this guy, right? Because next year, man, if he keeps improving, this this could be like eight, ten sack year, in my opinion, if if the progression works. When you're beating good tackles for sacks clean like that, I mean, these aren't cleanup stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really impressive. So he's really come on. I think he's ahead of schedule. I think oh, what really? we said, three sacks is good. And he's done it in a limited role. He hasn't been for he hasn't had the opportunity to go have 45 snaps in a single game. I don't think he's had more than like 25 snaps in a game. And yet three sacks, some that's games insane. to go. Yeah. And and that's something that you know we think of, you look at other teams around the NFL and just even in the AFC North, and you want those guys, those big guys who are getting the pressure on your defensive line and to have that in a rookie who, you know, it's a late pick in the first round. And I know a lot of people, you actually made a Michael Mayer tweet and it was pretty funny. <laughs> um, there's a lot, a lot of people. I'm, like, no, go ahead. I just, it's so frustrating because I think people don't realize that when there's, yeah, you're just sending a tweet. You're just piling on. These players are people. And mm-hmm. I know like, they they probably see this stuff. So you want to be smart. You want to be right. You want to be, oh, yeah, I wanted Michael Mayer. And that, <laughs> it's like, uh, so you call Murphy a bust because he didn't have a sack in the preseason. You call him a bust because he's playing 10 snaps early in the season. It's grow up, man. Like, it's not more important that you're right than it is for a player to be good for the team you're supporting. Like, that's the craziest part to me. It feels like so many people were more interested in being right than they were in the player being good. It's, yeah, like Murphy's a guy I support. If they took a guy I didn't love in the first round, I'm not going to call him a bust, what, in the first week of his career? That's like, a, that's so realistic. Like, it's so lazy. I know so many people want him there because he's a hometown guy. People are going to change it to Laporta because Laporta's look like little Travis Kelsey out there. But I know from my mentions, there's a few people that wanted Laporta in the first round, but I know from my mentions, everybody wanted Mayer. And Murphy, Murphy's been better than Mayer. Let's be real. Three sacks. What's Mer- what Mayer has one touchdown. If we're going to compare sacks to touchdowns, like Murphy's been better. I think Murphy's been a better rookie than Michael Mayer. And Michael Mayer has been a good player. Like I'm not trying to discredit him. I think the Bengals made the right pick. And it's hard to find those defensive ends. 